and thank you for joining us for our Home is Everything podcast. I am Russ Frazier, president of Anoim Housing, and today we have Anna Landgraf. She is the director of advancement for Anoim Housing. Welcome, Hannah. Hi, Russ. Thanks for having me. So, Hannah, you are uh, new to the position of director of advancement for Anoim, but not new to Anoim. And over the last couple of years, you've had the opportunity to serve as a, uh, a program manager. Uh, tell me a little bit about how that experience uh, helped to better prepare you for uh, for your new role as uh, advancement and, and fundraising. Absolutely. So my personal philosophy about fundraising is really that fundraising is about relationship building and storytelling. And if we want to tell the story of Anawim Housing, we need to know what that story is. And our program participants know that story better than any of our staff, better than any of our supporters. And my hope is being able to use the last two years of my time with Anawim, working with the individuals and families coming out of homelessness um, on their housing needs, on their personal goals, being able to put that into our mission as we talk about how to really um, hone our mission and how to get an awareness about what Anawim is doing in the community. Well, Anawim can uh, sometimes be called uh, the best kept secret in the in uh, in our community because we uh, are doing a lot of great work that sometimes people don't always see. And so, what do we need to do uh, as an organization and and from a fundraising and communication standpoint to uh, to turn that around? I think we're on our way there, um, but we we do still have some work to do to be able to, like you said, make sure that people know what Anawim is. If you go out into the community and you say Anawim you are gonna get 10 responses back about, oh, you do development work, or you do consulting work, or you're an affordable housing provider, or you house people experiencing homelessness. And those are all amazing things that we do. We've sort of made our made a name for ourselves as a leader in the community. But it does come with a challenge of how do we broaden that message and get it to every single person. And so a goal of ours this year and what I'm hoping to do is really honing on the work that we're doing around homelessness and the work that Anna was, is doing to end homelessness. We have a really unique and effective solution um, which we showcase through our permanent supportive housing programs that is making a real dent in housing people that are chronically homeless in Des Moines. And that is the message that we want to share this year and going forward. But also we're not losing our focus on affordable housing. Those things all come together. We need to tell the community that there sort of needs to be a toolkit for addressing poverty. And that part of that is affordable housing and part of that is permanent supportive housing. I think that's probably been one of the, the best things that Anwim has been able to do for the community is to provide a number of different rungs on the housing ladder over the years, uh, whether it's been that first rung for people coming out of homelessness to, um, you know, the middle rungs where people become more self-sufficient and can move into uh, housing that they can sustain on their own. And then for those that wish to continue to climb that ladder, uh, could move on to, you know, a, a market rate apartment uh, type of living, or if they even so chose to into, uh, into home ownership, if that was what's right for them. And so, yeah, so I think it's been a privilege for Anwim to be uh, to to serve in, in a number of different capacities to that extent. So, kind of changing gears a little bit, though, from from your perspective, and I, I think it's you know having been uh, you know so closely connected to working with the uh, 
the individuals that we are uh, fortunate to, to call residents now uh, in our programs the last couple of years. What do you think's been the most impactful or the thing that you could point to that say, all right, this means success for, for a lot of people? Because I know that we take that housing first approach. And I'm going to ask you to, to remind everybody what housing first means. But but from there, what 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 are the, some of the things that you see happens first when people are first housed? Mm-hmm. So housing first is a model that is now proven across the nation to be an effective solution to homelessness. Um, there's evidence, there are studies that have shown that this is the model um, that communities should take on in terms of solving our homelessness situation. And it's a pretty easy model when you think about it. It basically says, if homelessness is the problem, housing is the solution and housing needs to come first. And so it's a there are sort of strategies to housing first, but what it means is that we provide low barrier access so that people can enter housing first and foremost and then start working on all of their needs. And so this looks a little bit different for each person, but largely on the ground, it means that you don't have to be sober. You don't have to be on your meds. You don't have to have a job. Um, We get you into housing first and then you're able to work on those things. And the reason that this works, the reason this is proven is that you cannot really do any of those things without a stable place to call home. Um, It's really hard to get a job if you don't have a place to shower, if you don't have a place to um, prepare for your interview. It's really hard to follow up with your medical appointments if you don't have a ride to get there, if you don't know we're gonna be sleeping that night. Um, It's pretty much difficult to look beyond the day-to-day. I had an interaction with a woman that we serve early on and she walked me through Um, her day-to-day life when she was experiencing homelessness. And I'll just give you a glimpse of that, but it was sort of hour by hour, she had structured out how she was gonna survive to get to the next day. There was no time in that day to do anything other than survive. She woke up, she found clean water, she found a place to bathe, she thought about lunch. Um, If she had job prospects, she had to sort of figure out how to work that into her survival regime. And so when we see people come into housing, First, we see people rest. We see them sleep for a long time because they have not had a decent night's sleep in maybe years. And then we sort of see this miraculous thing happen, which is that people realize, oh, I can do way more with my time. Um, I can look for a job. I can reconnect with my family. Um, I can give back to my community. I can volunteer. And those are the exciting things that we see that come from stable housing. I think that's probably one of the things that people that have not experienced that or even had the opportunity to hear from people that have experienced homelessness, the level of exhaustion that people ha- go through, that just describing that, how you describe that, you know, just I think is an exhausting prospect to even consider. But having known that we have many folks that have you know, been on the streets for, as you mentioned, years, uh, I just can't imagine what it must be like to have that first night behind a locked door in in, in years mm-hmm. for them and have that level of security that they can actually take a breath and rest uh, and relax a little bit. And so uh, what a, for us, I think that's probably one of the, uh, an honor for, for us to be able to provide that for a lot of people because it's, it's something that, say that we take it for granted, I don't think that even comes close to it because mm-hmm. we just don't have the ability to recognize uh, most people don't have the ability to recognize the impact that that uh, would have on, on a 
on your physically and emotionally. Yeah. And that's part of why I'm excited to really move into this advancement position is because I have some of those stories to be able to tell people. And those stories are important and those stories are entrusted upon us. Um, Anawim staff do an amazing job of building relationships with folks. And that is a hard thing to do because people that have experienced homelessness, have experienced trauma, have a lot of broken relationships. So trust does not come easy. And so in those first months of housing, what our staff does is build stable, trusting relationships. And in that, we start to hear some of these stories about what it's like to be homeless. And we see their life as they begin to thrive. And I take that really seriously, having those stories, sort of being entrusted with those stories. And more often than not, I think what my role is here is to actually get out of the way and to make sure those stories are shared by the people that have the stories to tell. And Anwim does an amazing job. We had this event in June. It was the Rising Toward Community event, um, which was really planned by our tenants. They wanted to celebrate the agencies and people that are working to end homelessness. And they planned an event. Um, they were empowered to show up and set up tables, set up chairs. And then three women actually spoke at the event and, and told their stories. And to me, that's what it means to do this work and to tell our stories, to really get out of the way and let our tenants tell the story because they know it better than we do. So what do we need to do more of as a community or what do we need to do better at as a community to not only address the issue of, of homelessness, but stem what seems to be a, a, a bit of an uptick in, uh, in the number of individuals that are finding their way uh, to the street. Uh, is, there, is there something that, that we collectively need to do? What voice do we need to put out there to say, this is the next steps? There are a lot of next steps, but what's coming to my mind is, you know, we've been talking about storytelling. And I think it's, it's about telling the true story, not just telling a sad story or a happy story. And I think people in my line of work in fundraising are, are good at telling a sob story or a story that's going to evoke a lot of emotion. And it's actually our job and Anna Wim's job as a leader to tell the true story um, and to really dig down into what's, what is the cause of homelessness? What's the cause of poverty? What are the systems and structures that are in place that are making it hard for people to um, get out of homelessness? And that's something that we need to, we're already doing and we need to make a priority is to tell the true story of what it's like to live in poverty here in Des Moines. So it, it's really, I, I think to, to build off that, I, I think it's partially removing the stigma of it but also connecting people to the reality of how close so many people are mm -hmm. to homelessness. The stigma need, needs to be removed because I, there's a misunderstanding that I think a lot of people that homelessness is in some weird way a choice mm -hmm. or that they did something wrong. It's so many life circumstances and so many life traumas that impacted somebody's life to get them to the place where they're at. And it's, this, is not a, this is not a personal choice that put them there. And so we're trying to remove that stigma and also getting just the better understanding that we are that a surprising number of people in our community uh, are a paycheck or two or three or a health issue or a life-changing issue that could put them at a serious risk of their, of, uh, of their housing. Yeah. So from 
just by way of uh, kind of wrapping up our our conversation here, you know, as you see Anawim moving towards a um, a new communication platform of telling our story, um, you know, what would be the for those that have not heard about or what the work that we do um, with the particular population we're talking about today, but just in, for our, our community in general. What's the key takeaway that you think people need to better understand about him? The one key takeaway, let's see. Let me give you three. Um, Even better. Because I don't know if it's one. I mean, I think if we break it down, here's what Anawim's doing. One, we're, we're providing people with a stable place to live. We're, we're building trusting relationships with folks and connecting them with valuable life-saving services. And then we are allowing people to reconnect with the community. And so it's not one thing because housing leads to so much more and maybe that's the thing that we need to be showcasing is that housing is is Anawim's niche it's what we're providing but it opens so many doors for people that we are not even aware of so I'll I'll add one more to the list then if you if you were one more question for you but what has there been a particular situation or story or individual that you when you think about you know, maybe a, you get frustrated or you think, well, we're, this is the one that really pulls me back out. I'm doing it for this reason. And this is that story. <gasps> you know, if you want good stories, you want to go to the people that are on the ground. You know, you want to go to our program staff who are just incredible people who have an amazing amount of empathy and humility. And there's a lot of humor because you are dealing with such a heavy issue that you sort of have to laugh about things sometimes. Um, but I also, I think it's important to note that the folks that are on the ground um, every day have a huge burden. They carry a lot of sort of emotional labor. It's hard to be with people, like any people, right? It's just difficult to be in relationship. And so we have lots of good stories um, and funny stories and sad stories. And there are people that, you know, will sort of stay with me for a long time. And there are a lot of little, little stories. We kind of, we call them small victories because Sometimes it's not a story of, you know, you were homeless and then you were housed and then now you have um, a full-time job. You know, the stories are, are much smaller. We have these small victories to celebrate. And one of those victories that I carry with me is a woman that had been homeless for a number, number of years and came into our permanent supportive housing program. And after a couple of years of being homeless, um, she called me because I was getting ready to go to a, a visit with her. And she just wanted to make sure I was coming just to check in. She had something for me. So I showed up and she pulled out this brown paper bag and she said, I want you to give this to someone else that's coming into the housing program. Um, and she had spent the last couple of months sort of creating this welcome bag, her own welcome bag that had a washcloth and shampoo and a journal and toilet paper. and. For me, that was eye-opening because for the first time, she was able to sort of see beyond herself and start making a difference in the community. And so she wrote this beautiful note and she stuffed it in the bag and she said, just give this to the next woman that moves into housing. And those are the stories that stay with you, right? The, the folks that are, it's a, such a small thing, you know, making this little welcome basket. But two years prior, when she was living on the street, she would not have had the ability to do something like that for somebody else. Oh, that's an incredible act of generosity and, and thank you for sharing that. And Hannah, thanks for being on uh, the podcast with us today. I want to thank uh, you for joining us today. Thank you, Hannah Glandgraf, our Director of Advancement, for being with us on the Home is Everything podcast. And look forward to sharing more stories about animum housing very soon.